Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned in to the original Poetry After Dark with your host, DeAngelica Poetis, and Mr. VA, Conscious Poetry, Dig Deep. Feature the Mind Moon Goddess. Very excited about continuing our Goddess series. Uh, we were off last week and we're back on this week. Happy to be back in the building, um, bringing that truth to you guys. Mr. VA is also with us tonight. Uh, if you want to speak up and say hello to the people. Uh, good evening, people. Hope everybody's doing fine tonight. Show Miss Ben on air last week, but we're back to her talking about the goddesses getting down to the basics, giving everybody some knowledge, and we're going to learn more about the goddesses, uh, more about these how it's attached to religions that we deal with these days. Um, we have a lot of information. We're going to jam pack it tonight for everyone tonight. And welcome everybody in the building tonight. We're in the condo. Thanks. So um, it looks like you guys have been taking advantage of the past shows and listening to the past shows while we were gone, and we appreciate that. Show no love. That's what we need because we do need this information to feed the people because, you know, we're going to keep repeating that same cycle 
in the position we're in now with the information that I would say the elite allows us to know. And the leaks that we do have and the things that do come out, sometimes we got to read between those lines to get the information we need. And knowledge is power. And with knowledge, we can change things. So with that being said, um, that was a brief introduction. Again, it's going to be on the Mind Moon Goddess. This will be out of central Mexico. Um, Keep in mind that we all migrated from different areas, so there's different depictions of goddesses. I know we spoke on ancient Egypt a lot. There was a lot of goddesses from that era, in that area, um, but this is the actual first goddess we spoke on that's out of central Mexico. So stay tuned um, to get more information as we depict the, the Mind Moon Goddess tonight. And before we get started, we're going to roll with some spoken word. This is actually from... Butterfly Vaughn, and this is Wake Up Call. We'll be right back. See, he lives above me. We're in the same apartment complex. Unfortunately, I've only seen him once. Tall, brown-skinned brother with locks that you can run your fingers through and get lost. Unfortunately, see, we're two artists trying to master that craft that was God-given to us. See, I'm a poet, and he's a tapper. Unfortunately, he wakes me up 7 a.m. in the morning, and I've only gotten three hours of sleep. See, as a poet, I step out my house at 8 p.m. to head to the microphones at different venues. And, of course, anybody who knows how a poetry venue runs, once the door's locked, the DJ goes home and the mic shuts off, a cipher starts in the parking lot. So we don't get home till 2 or 3 in the morning. So, of course, I'm asleep by 4, but by 7, I'm hearing this tip, tap, 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 tip, tap. Now, any other resident would want to know his phone line to go up and say, hey, you're creeping into my sleep time. But to me, it's music. My first love, poetry, is actually my mistress. So I roll from my stomach onto my back, and I stare up at the ceiling, becoming his audience that he doesn't even know exists. And I'm wondering, I'm wondering if he has a bounce in his steps and if he's perfected standing on the tips of his toes like Bill Bojangles Robinson. I'm wondering if his moves are just that copacetic. Then again, I'm thinking to myself, does he have his slide down packed like Jimmy Slide? I can imagine he loves to challenge anyone, anytime, anyplace, and anywhere like Mr. Sandman Sims, rest in peace, brother, rest in peace. Then again, like I say, I've only seen the brother once, but he has a smooth gentleness to him, kind of like Gregory Hines. And I'm thinking to myself, if he moves his feet so quick, you know, watch that beat. If you blink one time, will you miss that rhythm, kind of like Savion Glover? See, to me... His taps are like music and rhythm. His taps are like music and rhythm. So I just watch on and I clap on and I watch on and I clap on. And again, like I say, anybody else would want to find out his phone line and go up and say, you're creeping into my sleep time. But to me, his melodies is like music. Brother, tap on, tap on, tap on.
Your curiosities are well placed. There are things in this world that thine are unaware of. If I didn't know better, I would say that this whole world is fake. I would say that we're stuck in the matrix, experiencing our own hatred. If I didn't know better, I would say that this whole world is a dream. I would say that nothing is what it seems. I would say to question everything. Yeah. So what if we were made in his image, but he wasn't who we thought he was? So what if our purpose for being here was just to learn how to love? So what if we were fallen angels, sent to get back on track? And as soon as we learn how to act, we could go back. What if we were God? What if we were in After dark, this is the conscious side of spoken word, and tonight we are featuring the mind moon goddess. So we want to dig right in and talk about the goddess. Excuse me, guys. So the Mayans use the lunar calendar, which is based off the changes of the moon, the phases of the moon goes through. That's how they was telling time. it was approximately 29 days that they measured, and they did this between two moons. And some of you might say, okay, we only see one moon. But in our plane, there's dimensions that stretch out 
okay? So picture a circle in seven dimensions, as in our rainbow that has seven colors. So at times we have eclipse where we see two objects in the sky, and that encompasses the moon. So the ancients, I, I believe myself that the ancients were able to see two moons because if you pay attention to the skies, and these eclipses that we have with the moon and also the sun, you at times can see two objects. When the moon begins, it's phase. Um, I personally think I see a black sun in front of it as opposed to the moon just being flat out dark. I think it is a shadow of another object that slowly moves away from the moon. Do your own research, though, because, again, that's just my hypothesis on the situation and what I've seen with my own eyes. Uh, but in regards to what the ancients believed, they believed they saw the appearance of two moons and that the months are measured by 29 days, which is very similar to the female cycle. Typically, it runs 28, 29, 30 days. Um, just as the moon goes through its phases, uh, the female had reproduction system goes through the cycle. Okay, so that's why the moon is always known as the feminine side, and the sun is known as the masculine side. Okay, so hence that the male will be, as we are today, people are worshiping quote-unquote sun gods, which are of males. And this show, the original court chapter, Dark, is going towards information of the goddesses, the um, female aspect of it because we're not getting that in the world today. All we know is the male version, okay? So stay with us. <laughs> we're going to dig a little deep into this and hope we ain't losing nobody with the information that we're giving off, but feel free to do your own research. I was um, lucky enough to be able to travel to that area and experience the Mayan ruins, and it is phenomenal. The, the things that I saw, the way that they built their structures, they were advanced people. There's no way they could be dummies as, you know, history teaches us is that our, the ancients are dumb. They're not. Not in my eyes and not what I've seen that they created. Um, <clears throat> I have witnessed the, some of the structures of um, pyramids that they built and one of the pyramids at seven steps, okay, that is symbolic. That was not just by chance. The seven represents the same as our chakras, the same as the rainbow, the same as the dimensions that we have to go through. So to look at it in a metaphorical way, the seven steps represented how we are to move up that ladder, okay, to reach that peak. So if you think about the pyramids, it starts off, big, and then it gets small. So think about uh, some dice on the five. You have the four corners, and then that one dot in the middle, that's your peak, and that's the same as how the structure of the pyramid goes. So in life, we are the stairways to heaven, as some of the songs would say. We're moving up, changing dimensions as we grow into the knowledge. But if we're not keeping that open mind, we're not able to, move on to the next dimension and move on to the next step. Uh, the goddess, the mind, moon goddess teaches us to deal with 
our lives and situations with an open mind. As the moon goes through its phases, our temperaments change. Um, there's been um, sayings of it's a full moon, the crazies are out. Not so much so, but the moon does have a direct effect the way we feel, okay? So, and that's the same thing. We take these feelings, but we have to deal with them in a responsible way. We run away from bad things when we should embrace them and figure out what is the learning process about this uncomfortable situation that we're feeling. And we talked about this in our chakra shows on how we need to deal with things and not run away from things or, quote, unquote, put it off on some God. He going to deal with it, so I ain't got to. That's not helping. That's not helping the situation. Um, Mr. VA, if you want to jump in on any information, feel free, because I might keep rolling. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's no problem. That's no problem. Um, I do want to pick it back a little bit. Um, when you were speaking about the Maya Goddess, um, the Maya Goddess, uh, most people, when we talk about that, you think about Asia, which is not. Um, like that said, we come out most of it starts from El Salvador, which is the top part of South America. And you have Central America, which has Honduras, uh, and then you come on up to Belize, then you come up to Cosmet, Mexico, which is south of Mexico. Um, that's pretty much where the Maya, uh, pretty much Maya guys, Moon guys, is pretty much practiced on a regular basis throughout those regions. Um, when you get up to northern Mexico, um, there's more of a Spanish dialect um, where they more deal with Christianity. And I'm explain a little bit more about, <clears throat> excuse me, about the Christianity reason why it's divided like that. Um, the northern part of Mexico is closer to the good USA, um, which explains a lot of the reason why they are more, Christ, you know, dealing with more of a Christianity base than dealing with the original spirituality of, of the mind goddess, the moon goddess. Um, so that's how the Christianity got closer to the northern, you know, northern Mexico. Um, it's actually being pushed in the southern part of um, of Cosmic Cosmo, Mexico, um, Belize, uh, Honduras. Those false religions are getting pushed down in their lives. Um, it's you know it, it's it's crazy how you know when you go and visit these countries and you know you hear one word from what you get taught here and what you see on television. Then when you go visit these countries and speak to the the native people of these lands, and they have no recognition of what you're speaking about when we talk about what's going on in their country or what we hear. They look at us like we just dumb because we pretty much are because we believe whatever was put on that television. And as far as like I'm saying, with guys and them, it's you know they they the natives of their country they actually really practice it and they live up to it. And they're getting pushed to study, you know, religions out of other countries, which is wrong, you know, and they're getting pushed to do this. And when we research this and find out that all this is going on, it opened up, you know, it opened up our minds a lot more. And, you know, that's why we were doing with the chakra series, you know, open up your third eye, open up your heart chakra, and, and all, you know, the seven chakras. And... And speaking of, like I said, seven chakras, she said the seven steps in the Maya ruins, everything that we deal with is going to be in seven, threes. You know, you have your four, you know, and, you know, 
seven dimension, like that said, we have seven dimensions. You always hear the um, nine, you know, nine dimensions. Your eighth dimension is pretty much as infinity, which is your number eight. And the number nine dimension is completion. So when they mention the seven dimensions, it's just like a ripple effect. You know, you have your circles that goes around. And so that's but the seven like your, the seven dimensions on there though is only for our plane. I don't want people to understand you can't go between the eight and nine until you move on to that next dimension. And there actually exactly. are several others, but it's considered the heavenly like realms at that point when you go into those double digit dimensions. A lot of us can't even fathom none of that with the mind state that we have. Exactly. And, you know, and that's one thing that always, you know, we get different information and we never really take a look at it and really break it down and research on our own. We always go about what someone says. And, you know, and what's the seventh? You know, we always say it's the lucky seventh. We wonder why always they say lucky seventh. And they tell you 13 is a curse. It's not. You know, 13 is not a curse. You put six and seven together, you got 13. So it's not a curse, period. You know, it's, you know, we get demonized of numbers and not really that that's what we really and not just what really resonates with us is numbers. You know, symbolization, secret geometry, you know, which deals with a lot of numbers. You know, which they scare us away from that. They teach us the geometry in the high school, but it has nothing to do with sacred geometry. They teach you the basics. And um we want to touch another thing, um you saw about the sun and the moon and that's you know, the sun worship. That's the same, you know, everybody worships the sun, you know, we in this religion which is basically the male masculine, the patriarch, the the pagan, you know, all of it is just straight up male. And they scare us away from the moon because it says witchcraft. It's not that's our balance. You know, and you know, we gotta have the sun and the moon to have our balance. We you know, we up throughout the day to work and we at night to re energize to sleep. You know, that's what the moon does. We re-energize, and we need to have that balance to have our feminine and our masculine going on. That's called balance. And, you know, pretty much, you know, sums it all up. So working on the moon goddess and getting our knowledge on as far as, like, what is these cultures? Why are there so many cultures? And why it always leads back to a goddess. And, you know, and that's what we're trying to pass on the knowledge on to. Okay, so um, going back to how the Christianity was, I guess, taken over at that point, because if you think about um, Constantine and what he did on his end, um, but and then we'll be talking about in regards to the Mayan moon goddess, the same thing happened in that area. When they did these crusades, it happened everywhere. It happened in Egypt. Um, it happened in uh, in, in Mexico and in, in, in the, the southern parts of America. Even in America, they took out these boats and they just went on crusades and they was forcing this Christianity on everybody. So with the Mayans, Europe evaded them, and at the time it was the Catholic Church, the Vatican. Um, they smashed all the Mayan idols. They destroyed it. They took their spirituality and forced the Christianity on them. If they didn't do it, they were tortured, okay, or killed. So they didn't have a choice. And the people that did keep their spirituality, they had to go into hiding just to be able to practice it. 
Okay, so it was either do take this God or you're going to die. And it only takes, guys, a moment to just process the information and understand that why would you have to force a God on somebody? You know, spirituality should be a loving, welcoming thing. It shouldn't be something you have to force on it. And if it was truly the divine that they were pushing, it wouldn't have been no need to kill anybody, no need to torture anybody. And that's why, as Mr. V.A. said, that northern part of Mexico is based on Christianity. Even in Belize, you have the queen that has property out there. You know, they've been out there because they they was making sure they transitioned into this belief. And this has been happening 400 B.C. to A.D. 900. Come on, man. They They did this years ago. Okay, so... That's why we don't, it's not on the forefront for us. You have to dig, you have to travel, you have to pay attention to the signs. The universe does speak to us if we just listen, okay? I know I stated earlier the son is the, considered the father. That's how you get your Jesus because they are sun gods. They worship the sun. And they'll say, okay, well, you worship the moon. No, I don't worship the moon. But there are goddesses that were appointed from the divine to be something for us to grasp, to understand on how we should live. And if you think about a mother, let's not even talk about a goddess. Let's just talk about our mother's love, comfort, you know, your backbone. That's where you get that from. And that's what the moon represents. So when we say... The goddess is a depiction of the moon. It's that feminine sense, that loving, that calmness. As, as Mr. V.A. said, it, it, it recharges us and gives us, um, it helps us sleep or what have you. So the sun has its purpose. I'm not dogging what the sun is, but the way the world is today, they have depicted the sun as the god, and that's not the case. I also wanted to make a quick note before we go back to spoken words is that we have a sun that rotates through this plane. I know they teach us that the sun actually rises and sets. It does not. It rotates with the moon. And those objects have a place on this plane that's it's ran by itself. The divine runs this is what I'm trying to say. There's no man that can make that moon do what it do as the sun does what it does. This is a divine intelligence we're talking about, guys. But that we are so dumbed down today, we take a man that has the same flesh, same blood as us, and we put that up before we would look at the moon and the stars or the sun. Come on now. Instead of saying, hey, the sun is one divine intelligent object, we say, S-O-N, the son of man, and this is what you worship. Think about that. That is a uh, mic drop there. Facts. <laughs> so with that, Straight facts. <laughs> really, you know, so yeah. keep an open mind. I'm going to go ahead and play it. I know we don't do this, but I'm going to play a piece for myself. This is called uh, Newfound Love. We'll be right back now. It's about time. 
I know, right? <laughs> Had a hole in my heart The hole was so deep So profound limits bound me Sounds of desolation Unsubstantial bitterness Held barred away Living in the unspoken Broken in two with no change Tokens garnished from exchange Visions untold Living in the life of the dwelling Scared of telling Fear of judgment In the dark tunnel somehow a light was able to shine a voice was able to be heard, and the word spoken was, you can sustain. Your survival is key, these branches must flourish, and it takes your bark to nourish. In time, these things you feel shall perish, and the sea of the unknown thrown away, and today will be no more. So I slept, soundly and dreamed. It predominantly consumed me, it was the most vivid. Yet again, he spoke to me, and this time I could see. So eloquently, the two letters were D and another D. He said, divine destiny and all happiness plugged me. Those names were shedding in linen of pink, feminine strength characteristics of me. Those letters represented twin mentality, the likeness of two. My heart racing thousand miles per second, the vision sent down straight from heaven. A premonition given six years prior to the deed. He planted those seeds and now it's almost harvest time. The two combined created the once dreamt scene. It's as real as deem and now I glow. Things came to pass and all that was bad flowed away. A newfound love, y'all, was just a vision that became my destiny. Divinely created out of love and Captured in my womb as they grow, I expand so graciously, powerfully in bloom. What was told was meant for me, and she only my sacred haven. I once was heavy laden out there, mistaken what was not of me. No better time than the present, unboxed just perfectly sent through him. Filled in his spirit, now I can truly hear it, and I can take from this. And become well, a time of obedience, a time for a difference. And as I listened, he confirmed. A situation was learned and the blessings began to turn one after another. And the opportunity experienced a given title remained. But I, I was given a chance to relive it again. This time around maturity set place and love covered my face. My mentality was still developing, cultivated my decision making and Wisdom stood in and led me here as a tear dropped from my face. I looked up and engaged, right into space where the stars stood and the moon's light enabled me to feel good. This newfound love, see, at the very moment I found it, grasped it, the concept of living without regret, accepting the moans and cries and laughter and sighs and the lonely goodbyes and the deceitful lies right along with the passion of love and the endless hugs the unbreakable thugs mistaken for the heavenly above I will not substitute it's my bark it's in my roots his loop the reason I feel cute the taste tangible fruit he is my only pursuit see he 
chose me that very day and that night his eyes gave sight Although I put up a fight and did things he despite he never, never left my side So today I have a newfound love, the antiques he shared with me then instilled in my body that is now able to grow and it even shows all over We never know that beyond the shadow there is a light and only we just might we too can find with enlightening peace of mind a newfound love.
Look at the clock. Guess what? Time for poetry after dark. After a brief hiatus, she's back. Her name? Dap. The angelic poetry streaming the new form of synergy within the matrix. Poetry after dark, back with a vengeance of consciousness. Every Thursday night at 10 p.m., so tell your homies in them. With this resurrection comes change, but the vibe remains the same. A new platform to spit your words and elevate your consciousness, too. Make sure you tell the angelic poetess that Diamond J sent you. All right, and we're back up in the condo. This is the conscious side of spoken word, featuring the mind moon goddess. And I'm going to pick up from where I left off. Um, I know I said that was a mic drop, but I'm going to bring it back just to make sure I simplify myself. So I was talking about our moon and our sun that we see for sure every day. Uh, we know when we wake up, the sun is shining. That's our key to wake up. That's how our body knows to wake up. And as the moon at night, the darkness comes, and we know it's time for bed. With that being said, how the Bible and other religions base their religions off of and tell you to believe in this entity that no one in this lifetime has ever seen, but the one thing you have seen every day is your sun and moon. And even when the sun don't shine, you still have your daylight. So why not? put your faith there within the universe opposed to what they put in their books because it's almost like a lost faith is a, is a ever-changing path to keep going and going and going and it's just a, a roller coaster and, and to be honest with you guys since I've been awakened to the ancient truth I have not experienced that roller coaster life that I once had when I was in the church. I'm a lot more balanced than I used to be. I'm able to accept these changes, and even if they're considered the negative vibrations, I deal with it. Opposed to stressing and, uh, you know, just being a downer and affecting everyone in your circle with that. When we can go into ourselves and we can meditate and we can connected within the universe, especially during this time when the moon is in this particular phase. And if you've been paying attention throughout this year, we have been having a lot of super moons. That is not normal, guys. So more than ever, the universe is definitely trying to get this knowledge out to everyone. This is the age of knowledge. So everybody needs to get their takes. It's a necessity. So, let me get back on to the mind goddess. Okay, so, as with other goddesses, a representation of this goddess is childbirth, um, being a healer, uh, procreation, marriage, okay? Um, this goddess also had the power to rebirth and in a way of the mother goddess herself which is the creator, the universe, the divine, okay? <clears throat> Everything that you see when you wake up is your creator. The trees, the grass, the moon, the sun, the air, the wind, everything. Um, in researching the mind goddess, um, 
I have discovered that there's a lot of simulations to the book of Enoch in regards to the four corners. Um, thinking of our four elements of the earth, the um, dimensions that we have, um, even the seasons that we go through. So, I don't know, Mr. VA, you want to speak more a little bit about the Enoch, if you want to tie that together? Uh, yes, I can. Um, the book Enoch, um, far as the four corners, um, I read it a couple of times. Um, the first book of Enoch, it speaks about the four corners. And you have, like you said, the north, the south, the east, the west, um, which, you know, you ever notice, like, when your season change, your sun comes up in a different area, you know, when the season comes up. Like, you know, in the springtime, you have your sun that comes up mostly on the east side, and wintertime, it mostly comes up on your west side. You know, and this is talking about the four corners. And, you know, you have the four elements, um, you know, so when you have those, that's what comes out, to, you know, those corners. You have the pillows, and the three pillows where orbs come out. And that's your sun and your moon. And then you have on, I think it's the east side. I'm trying to recollect, I think it's on the east side where you have your wind, your rain. And then the next corner you have your thunder, your lightning. It's all tied into the book of Enoch. And as far as the goddess lies, it all ties in with those of lies. And, you know, we... Do, you know, one thing we've neglected to do for ourselves is to read other books. You know, book you know the book of Enoch was taken out of the Bible for a reason. And you know, mm-hmm. if you read the book, if you read the book of Enoch, <clears throat> excuse me, it goes the first book of it. It speaks of it, it regulates with the book of Genesis, which is the first part of the Bible. You know, so there's a lot of missing pieces in there, and they talk about flat Earth in it. And Enoch, you know, he acknowledges more on it, uh, how he met, you know, different types of gods. But when the, in the Bible, it speaks about gods. In the book of Enoch, it speaks about angels. It speaks about watchers. It speaks about, you know, the giants. So, you know, you hear a lot about the giants, how they came down and did this and that, you know, blah, 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 how the Bible spells it out. You know, that makes them out, you know, make the giants out to be bad people. But it's not because it's part of us. You know, you know that's the fallen angels, that's the giants. You know, and the watchers. Everything ties in. So, I advise anyone, you know, if you want to get more knowledge on and challenge yourself, and you know, and learn more about yourself, read different books. You know, like the book of Enoch, the you know the book of Dead. You know, that's a lot of things that we get scared away from that we don't want to read because it's told us that it's bad for us. It's not. And, uh, and it, it will put the Bible together. You know, there's a lot of missing things in that Bible. Oh, yes, it is. And just the translation of it alone, them attempting to translate the Bible to us, they have made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I believe the first sentence in Genesis where it says the God, and it was supposed to be more. Um, they yes. interpret that first line wrong. So, I mean, it's a lot of information out there, but in regards to the Mayan moon goddess, she's seen depicted with the snake. A lot of goddesses have the snake on their heads. The snake is a very intelligent reptile, and people were were actually taught to be scared of snakes as well. But back in the ancient times, they actually worked with the snake. She also is depicted with the, the rabbit, and 
it's because the ancients seen a object in the moon. That everybody's seen the moon. At least I'm sure everybody's seen the moon. There is some friction, some darkness within the moon. It's almost like it's dots or what have you. But if you take a closer look of it, it has a picture of a bunny. And that is why the my moon goddess had the bunny. It's because it was also depicted on the moon. So this goes very deep. A lot of our normal understanding wouldn't make sense to us, so I advise you to take the information, meditate on it, let it feed you. Instead of trying to take, you know, just to pick it apart to try to figure out what it is, you know, meditate on it. Um, Everything will come clear in due time. But because um, our people has been trained and uh, a lot of spells has been put on us, with the um, symbols and how they do the numbers. The, uh, believe it or not, the alphabet, you know, is just a, another depiction of numbers. And uh, if you look at it, a lot of those letters resemble numbers, the M. You turn it a different way, you got, what, number three? You know, or you got the B. You know, that's all it is. It's just yeah. our numbers all over again. Um, exactly. So, the moon goddess um, encourages us to go into ourselves and stop looking outward. And the greatest time to get information is during the phases of a full moon, coming into a full moon when it's a super moon. That's the best time to meditate. It's the best time to have your crystals surrounding you, best time to burn some sage and meditate on information that you just don't understand, and eventually it will become clear to you what the truth is because none of us going to have the exact truth because it's been tampered with so much. If you think um, the Vatican, they're holding so much information from us because, like I said earlier, when they did these crusades to push the um, Christianity on everybody, they took away what these people had to depict their spirituality, just like in ancient Egypt, that wasn't always known as Egypt. It was also known as Kim and Kush. And you look at Egypt today, all the pyramids have been, you know, certain things on that pyramid has been shaved off to keep this lie going on, to keep you further away from the truth. And that's just what yeah. it is. Yeah, it's a, that's a Mandela. They call it the Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Facts. It's happening today. We don't realize it, okay? But the TV that we have, um, our microwaves, uh, even down to the electricity, you know, they got us hooked all the way. The object was to make us a slave to them. So we can be consumers and not human beings and not the rulers of our own lives. Because if you even, I mean, again, the Bible, I'm not going to tell you guys the Bible ain't truth. There is some truth to the Bible, but the way the Bible is depicted, it's hard to get the truth out of it. Especially if you don't know what you're looking for. And they and say, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You go ahead, finish. Oh, you good. Um, the Bible is written in parables and such, and why is that? 
you know, why would our creator make things so difficult for us to understand? I mean, come on, guys. It's not that difficult. I'm here to, to tell you it ain't that difficult. And if we take that out, go into ourselves, have that quiet moment. Um, meditation helps us quiet the mind, but the society helps us stay busy because as much as they can keep us busy, the less we'll think about what really is supposed to happen. There's a lot of us out here that believe that working their entire lives, I've said this before on other shows, and retiring is is how life supposed to be getting that American dream, getting a house and the picket fence. It's so much more than that. And many of us is not satisfied after gaining all these things. It does not satisfy at all. We think it got to be something more. Those deep thinkers, uh, free thinkers, people that think outside the box, these curious folks, these people that want to question what the bottom line is from what they give us. That is who I'm speaking to tonight. All right, so I want to thank everyone that's been supporting the show via Facebook at the Original Poetry After Dark, also via Twitter at the underscore original PAD. We appreciate that. The listeners on the line, if you have comments on the topic of the Mind Moon Goddess, feel free to dial 646-668-8929. We will accept your call if you have a comment. But in order to actually be known on the switchboard, you will have to press 1 to get in queue. Okay? All right, so we're going to continue our depiction of the Mind Moon Goddess when we take this break into some more spoken word. We have Termite Trill, and this is Time Bomb. We'll be right back. So, Termite, what's up with these niggas nowadays thinking that poetry is a female art and shit, man? No, let me tell you something. They come to me about that same bullshit about how you how much I should be a rapper and all that. I tell them, you need to just come check it out sometime, because I say the same shit you say, just that my shit got a message. Them motherfuckers just don't understand, dog. Dog, telling you, they need to know. Rap stand for rhythmic American poetry anyway, right? Who you telling? Fuck it, drop the bomb on them, dog. Please don't make any sudden movements or give me a look that I don't like. I'm a time bomb with a fail-safe fuse that I love to sit here at night. But before we have drama, let me explain why I'm on the stage right now doing this. I'm sick of niggas taking male poets and punks. The nerves of these niggas are getting me pissed. I planted myself inside a termite because he speaks for a lot of people. Those like him, which was created. Him, like me, like you, like she. Just trying to figure out why a nigga so intimidated by a street nigga that made it. So why are niggas so intimidated by a street nigga that made it? He didn't make it to his ultimate goal, but that's well anticipated. I'm talking about that street nigga that got something going for himself. He's been down and out, but now he's got his own shit and won't mind regulating somebody else helps. People always ask me, why do I send mixed signals in my poems from good to the bad to the peaceful to the violent? Because when I was peaceful, life made me violent, and since I was violent, society made me silent, because I had a rough life, and personally, my life clock is what it tried to harm. Life scratched me and bumped me, beat me and jumped me, that's why I wear life scars on my arm. If there's anybody out there that knows what I'm talking about, then y'all can relate to this piece. Y'all gonna be the only one safe when my time and hit zero, because there's gonna be a whole lot of ignorant deceased. I had a sister and a daughter and a couple of friends who all died before I did. I was pissed off, because I was the one who prayed for it, looking for the grim reaper, but that nigga hid. He told me that 
said I was a street nigga that wasn't never gonna make it up the block. I wasn't a real spoken word concealer. Kept sending people saying poetry for punch, yet I got the spirit of a king heart of a dope dealer. Don't forget the boldness of a clansman hanging with four niggas and the mindset of a millionaire chilling on eight figures. But at the end of the day, when you gotta reflect and categorize the type of person you think you should be, I'm still a person of everlasting talent. Or as you would know it better as a P-O-E-T. Just cause I started expressing my views in a different way respectfully, I did become a poet. Don't think I forgot where the fuck I came from, this is my way I'm trying to show it. If you would've asked me back in my heathen days, will I ever see myself at a poor G venue, the answer would've been no. I would've never ever thought this. But don't stare at me like I'm supposed to bound down to you. I'm quick to throw hands even though I'm a spoken word artist. And even though I turned to poetry as an escape from this cold world full of sorrows and crazy crowds, you forgot one thing, I'm still turned my trio, still enforced, and still a franchise. I'm still a legend, still part of a dynasty, my clique still rising as an empire. I transformed myself from a violent crime lord to a spoken word poetic headliner. So why are niggas so intimidated by a street nigga that made it? It's because we're on another level, but yet we can act ghetto because we can trust people who we are not related. Because yes, I am a male poet, but don't let that simple fact become a stereotype to get you sidetracked. Just because I know a little Shakespeare, don't think I'm going to finish you off with a metal baseball bat. But if worse gonna worse, I still don't have no problems tucking my black nine millimeter gas. So if you heard my words, and then you listen to my words, just so it wouldn't have to come to that. But it did have to come to this. The time inside me just hit six. That means you got about five seconds to get that ass fixed. Let's count it off. Five, you start thinking about your life and you're going to appreciate it now because you're still alive. Four, you start seeing how beautiful everybody else is, but you never said nothing before, especially that chick. Three, shit. Two, you start praying the ways nobody else has ever, ever seen you do. The clock hits one, you realize somebody just blew up the stage, you start seeing it forward one second at a time. But then the clock hits zero, then all of a sudden, <laughs> Instead of hating the poets, though, what did you accomplish in your lifetime? I'm resurrected.
out for him and hasn't gotten upset. Every now and then she goes off though, beating on his chest like a bongo. You understand she's coming from a hurt place, answers all the questions on the survey. Doesn't get jealous, doesn't break trust, doesn't call a hoe after hangups. Give her everything she ever wanted, and even though she still feels haunted, she's falling in love now. Fighting the truth, trying to hide, but I think it's all Soul converse until you're forced to burst. Poetry, 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 where the divine causes the mind to align with lines after, after dark. dark. Where conscious minds combine, and at the root of it, you find poetry. The original poetry after dark. The angelic poetess. Let's go. And we're back in the condo with a conscious side of spoken word, and we're featuring the Mind Moon Goddess tonight. Uh, we shared a lot of great information. I hope you guys took that in and it fed your soul. So I want to tie another thing in real quick. Um, I did speak that the moon has a rabbit bunny-like structure in that deep blue. It's like a deeper blue color um, as the moon appears to be like a whitish color when it's um, at its full moon peak. So why the bunny or why the rabbit? Um, They're known to um, have fertility. You know, they're very fertile animals, to say the least. And that ties into the moon goddess. She is um, of rebirth and childbirth as an also tying in that the moon, or excuse me, the female reproductive Cycle is the same as how the moon goes through its face. This is how the ancients interpret that feminineness within the moon. It just make it coincides. Okay, so I just wanted to tie that in real quick um, in case anyone wasn't getting the the bunny depiction that's in the moon and what the goddess represented with that. Okay, so a little bit more about. Um, the moon goddess, again, she is very close to the mother goddess, as hence Mother Earth. Um, some believe that we are within the divine itself, um, hence Mother Earth is, is reproductive with the trees. It replenishes every um, everything, the water, the air, everything gets replenished with the North Pole. We spoke about this in our open mic. 
they don't tell us about the North Pole, which is AKA Mount Maru and AKA the Eden that the Bible speaks of. This is the pyramid to the peak, which we talked about in the dice with the number five. You have your four dots in the four corners, and then you have the middle dot, which is the peak, a.k.a. the hidden one, because we don't see the divine. Divine is pure conscious. Okay, that, that is where our energy is, the electricity, the magnetism, and when the earth recycles everything that we have. We don't need to um, stop a, a, a global warming. These are scare tactics for us. The divine is very capable of replenishing its plane so we can continue to survive. As I stated, we're not floating in the air, um, in the, excuse me, in the universe with no direction and waiting for things to hit us. The divine is not on that chaotic sense. That's man. Don't not confuse man with the divine. And that's where we fell at. But I don't blame anybody. I was once that same person that was blinded. And my soul was continuing to fight and fight and fight, and things just didn't make sense. Confusion is not of the divine. And I don't know about you guys, it's a lot of confusion within the religions. That's why so many of them. Every time you turn around, there's another domination. You got the independents, you got the Baptists, you got Christians, um, the Israelites, and uh, Buddhism, and there's so many different ones out here because everybody's trying to make their own God and have a following. And I mean, I hate to bust people bubble, but religion is making just as much as money as the government is. Okay. The divine doesn't need money. That's a man-made object. It was never our purpose to need money because Everything we should be surviving off of comes from within the earth. The trees and um, all the herbs that grows and the vegetables and the fruits, that's what we're supposed to be sustained with. Um, the water wouldn't be polluted if we wasn't storing, you know, gas pipelines and oil pipelines in it and stuff like that. And even the cars that we drive, it's not good for our plane, you know. But we're so far from natural People don't even know. You say natural. What are you talking about natural? Natural to most people would be having a cell phone, getting in a car, just waxing it up, going for a drive. But there was a time in our ancient times where everything was natural, and people lived in harmony, and they didn't have to worry about car accidents and plane crashes and disasters and so on. None of that had to go on. So I do oblige you guys to do research on your um your origins go past the prehistoric times okay Be, you know go past the when you research especially goddesses you gotta go way past prehistoric when there was female villages and they were the teachers aka they call them witches they tell us they were witches and they were full of spells and oh they were able to heal people. They were able to heal people by touching them. But we can believe that the Savior was able to heal people and, you know, make people who were blind be able to see again. So why is it so hard to believe that a goddess was able to do those things? Okay, because a lot of the stories were <clears throat> retold to us 
in a version that fits, you know, with their outcome, what they want to have. We'll keep that in mind. All right, so we're going to do another plug. Shout out to the listeners, Facebook, Twitter, on the lines. You are tuned into the original report chapter, guys. This is the conscious side of spoken word, and tonight we've been talking about the Lion Moon Goddess. Um, I hope you guys have been taking in this information. Tie it in. Put it together. Meditate on it. And let the universe feed you that information. I know Mr. VA has been quiet over there, so I'm going to keep this thing rolling. <laughs> I have one of these poets here that I haven't listened to in quite a while, and I wanted to bring him out for you guys tonight. Um, this is Eric Moore, and this is Jekyll's High. Check this out. We'll be right back. I'm on the road again I got a bag full of dreams And a pocket full of lies A head full of schemes And giant HDTV plasma screens for eyes And all I see in front of me are Empty lines and a brand new book Enticing me to write down my broken promises and sins You see, some people use alcohol and drugs To fight off their demons But me, me I use number two pencils, white pages, and black pens. They say, heavy is the head that wears the crown. And heavy is that chain that weighs me down. And heavy is the heart that can't be found when it comes to me achieving self-forgiveness. You see, when you died, part of me died. And when I got that call that night, it rained and I cried. And sometimes I can't maintain or mask the pain inside. So, so I make love to an entire bottle of Hennessy and become Jekyll's high. And no, I don't believe in suicide. But I'm slowly killing myself with stress-filled days and fast women. Call me Iron Man. Because I'm just a ghost of the shell trapped in my own personal hell. Walking down this road to perdition Looking for restoration boulevard So I can get on that highway to heaven But you keep telling me that That exit is closed And I suppose you're right So I make a detour to the closest open mic Sign my name on a list And confess my sins like That'll make everything better And as I recite my life For five minutes For five minutes I see you in a crowd Smiling at me And that makes everything better but when I'm done, the dream fades, the crowd evaporates, and all I'm left with are memories of you, that moment and that empty stage. And every door I walk through takes me right back to that lonely room, that brand new book and that empty page. I feel like I'm Pill Murray, and my entire life since you died, is Groundhog Day. I'm reliving every minute, regretting every hour, looking for a better way just to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
All right, the original poetry after dark. Um, you listen to a conscious side of spoken word. Tonight we're featuring the mind moon goddess. Hope you are vibing as much as I am. Vibration is definitely high tonight. So, um, early in the show, I might have mentioned it, not sure, but um, this mind moon goddess is also known as the Lady Rainbow. And I talked about when I visited um, Cozumel, Mexico, and seeing the Mayan ruins, it did show depictions of steps. All this is stone, too, I, I want to add. It was seven steps, and we talked about how that ties into the pyramid. Well, the seven steps also represents the rainbow because there's seven colors, seven chakras. All this is the same, okay? This is on the same language. This is metaphor so you guys can put it all together. It all ties into who we are, okay? Um, so when you go through your chakras, I believe, yeah, that's red. So your root starts first. That's your grounding point, and that will depict the color red. That's also of the mind moon goddess. That was her color um, because she helped those women younger than her become grounded. A lot of us um, as women come become grounded when having children. Um, some it happens in other ways, but for the most part, when we become mothers, there's a whole nother level to who we who we are and how we see the world and how we look at things, having someone we are responsible for. Um, so this goddess is tailored to that um, and molding younger ones and having um, something to look to as an example, okay? So, again, Lady Rainbow was another name for um, this moon goddess that is out of the um, Mayans. I also, she weaved um, a lot of things, typically in forms of worlds, like swirl and a circular motion. So tie that into our fruits and and things of that nature. If you look into how the fruit core, how that is, it's a swirl. And the ancients depicted that our plane is a swirl. That's how we get those dimensions. Um, when you see a rainbow, how that arch goes across the plane, okay, which is completely impossible to look like that on the globe, but um, I had to throw that out there. But if you ever catch a rainbow, look at those colors, count them. You're going to get seven, um, and how that goes across the plane in that arch motion. If you look at flat earth um, from the ancients in Egypt, they have um, new covering over gas. That's the arch. But in today's religion, they teach us the Ark of the Covenant or some golden thing. They've been trying to find this. I don't know how long. It's not going to be found because, again, that was a um, misinterpretation of what the ancients was trying to tell us about where we live at. All right. So, Mr. VA, if you want to jump in. Oh, I can touch a little bit on the subject a little bit. Um far as you was talking about um, how the flat earth, how everything is possible on flat earth and not on the globe. 
Um, I can touch bases on that and go back a little bit on the mind room, how everything connects together. And you're speaking of the seven steps that's in the mind room and the seven rainbows. And Lady, Lady Rainbow was just the mind moon goddess. Um, all that tie in together, like you said, with the rainbow. All right, you look at the rainbow, how it goes across the, you know, the firmament, as the Bible states, the firmament. Um, it goes across there. That gives you, you can't have a rainbow on a globe because you have an outer space on a globe. On a flat earth, you don't have outer space. On outer space, you have a space around you. And it's moving, too. Right. Yeah, and, and it's moving. So if you're moving, how can you have a rainbow? How can you, I mean, it's, you have to really question everything that has been said about planets, how we revolve around planets, how the sun and moon revolve around us, how they say it takes such 30,000 years before the sun and the moon connects together, you know, to make an eclipse. And we had three eclipses in one year. Please explain that. You know, if it takes 30,000 years, where the hell is 30,000 years at? You know, I mean, <laughs> just think about how we listen to stuff and actually sit here and believe it. Yeah, it's been years and years that we went through school and, you know, they taught us in school that we had planets and all that. Then when reality really hits you and you get into your spirituality toward the point where we at now, you see that there's no such thing. It's, it, it can't be real. And then when you start researching, it goes back to the 60s. I went back to the 60s, got black and white videos of, you know, video of people, scientists, Sand. They can't land on the moon. They never. It's been possible to land on the moon. You can't land on plasma. So if you land on plasma, you're landing on yourself. We are, you know, the sun and the moon. We are balanced. We are divine. We made out of from the divine creator. And you know, um, the flat Earth. It's, it's, and I, the creator I mean, I, is conscious. Yeah, it's conscious. I mean, it's just. I mean, I'm really sitting here trying to put it in words. How can I put it in words to really explain? And just get it level out for the, you know for our people out there, you know. It's, you know, I know some people can probably can get an understanding of it. Then they be like, Nah, I really can't grasp the concept. If you ever well, take in for instance plasma though. Talk about how plasma is in our bodies. Oh, it's yeah, also definitely. been told to be in the moon. So if yep. the moon is plasma, guys, you can't land on something that's liquid. And if you research the earth and what the ancients believed of having water above, water below, as above, so below, it's a mirror effect, okay? But the density of it is not as tangible as the water that makes us wet, so to speak. Um, if you know the oxygen that we breathe in, we're at 70% water. The oxygen that we breathe in is just a lower density level of water. Okay, but they're not—they're not going to tell you that because they don't want us to know who are who are who we are, our true selves. Because the moment that we become our true selves and we live the way we're supposed to live, we become powerful. We become able to do things as what they quote unquote will say, witches. No, the same thing they said the the witches did back in the day, which was nothing but healing people. And you know, allowing people to live that normal life or what have you, they're doing today, but just in a different sense. Definitely, that they're doing it behind closed doors, and you know, and I mean, just like the Pope, he, you know, he worships the Black Madonna, you know, behind mm-hmm. closed doors, you know, and you wonder like why he worships the Black Madonna. It goes deeper than that. It goes back to the goddesses, 
you know, they they practice this stuff. They worship this, but they give us something else because they don't want us to know the real truth of ourselves being while we're here. You know, we never know why we're truly here because, like you said before, it's been so many lies and deceptions that we've been taught and told. It, you know, you have to really sit there and really dissect it all. And it's, sometimes it, it, it's mind-boggling. You know, you wonder why people mm-hmm. sit in a crazy home. You know, you wonder why people are going crazy. Why didn't you take medicine? Because if you go to the doctor and tell them a psychiatrist, and you tell the psychiatrist this, I guarantee they can commit your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. On certain degrees, depending on how you take the information, it is definitely a shocking thing to understand what the truth is and be like, damn, they really lied to us. But it's a bigger reason why they had to. Um, we haven't moved into that particular um, era of the shows yet, but we will be talking about magnetism and free energy and, and, and so on. But the whole thing is to hide the fact that energy is free. That's why people can have these stolen homes. They're getting this energy straight from the North Pole. So if they, if everyone knows how to create their own energy, we don't have a need for a government. We don't have a need to pay the electric company. And I ain't trying to have that because a lot of people died knowing how to do it and wanting to give that to the people, to the masses. They died for that. So it is that deep. Yeah, it's very deep. And that's one thing. I want to add one thing, if you don't mind, about what reason oh, why they call you. these these countries, reason why they call these countries like, you know, El Salvador, Belize, Honduras, they call it these third-world countries because they're not, you know, most of these people that live out away from the city life, they live out in, the, you know, as they call it, nature, like we're supposed to be to get back to nature. They live in these nature. they out there. And they tell these third world countries they're dangerous. They are. They, you know, they just and that. Watch out how to go in. You know, I pers- we have personally met some of these people and talked with these people. They're not dangerous. They are more afraid of us coming over there and destroying them as we, you know, the same as we going over there. So, like I was saying before, you know, at the beginning of the show, the, the news that we get about these countries, it's not real. It's not. I mean, you really have to research this stuff. I mean, it's not happening. And we're really in a, in a turmoil of lies. And it's really, it divides us. I mean, once the lies comes out, it divides us all as people. And that's the reason why we're so divided between the race and all of this. We're not, we, we're not all different colors. We're not, you know, we're not this, we're not this. Nobody's better than either one of us. We're all the same. You know, you either have to have or have not. You know, that's pretty much what it is. You know, if you oh, have, no you know, racist, like, guys. It's not. You know, we all came from one source, one divine. You know, it's all mm-hmm. shape. We, if you look at everything, we all have one common base. We're humans on this planet mm-hmm. Earth. And, and that's, that's, that's it. But speaking of how they teach us that these third world countries are dangerous and we shouldn't be at them, they, they're not. They're animals. That's how they really, you know, talk about them. Nobody's better than America and the United States. Why are we better than these other people? We are the same people, guys, just migrating from different areas that cause us to look a little different, okay? So if you put harm to an animal or try to put harm to an animal, its natural instinct is to protect itself. 
Same thing with humanity. If we are at harm, our natural instinct is to protect ourselves. So if you got, and we know the U.S. has been invading all types of countries. They tell us they're trying to harm us, but come on, y'all, dig deep, okay? They go out there because these countries are rich. They're fertile. They have things that the, the United States just can't get on its own. We really don't craft nothing over here. We are getting all our goods. Africa and um, Iran and, and, and uh, Afghanistan, we're getting all our resources from them. So that's why they have to make us seem like, you know, they're dangerous to us. No, these people are protecting themselves, okay? And they're tired of people coming over there, taking what they want, hurting them, so they're going to protect themselves. You're going to see them doing certain things to Make sure their family is safe, and anybody would do that in the same position if you've been attacked. Okay, um, exactly. but these these it's a lot of resources in these islands and things that America doesn't have. So they go out here again, like I said, that they take these things, and it's not cool. Instead of us, hey, I got this, you got that, let's trade. Because back in the day, that's what they did. We shared what we had, and we became harmony. But everything is being taken and stolen, and it's not creating a good vibration for the United States. The United States is like Babylon to these third world countries. We are the enemy. <laughs> we are the people that's full of the demonic um, pleasures of how they see us. When you go to these countries, they are sweet. They are welcoming. They don't say, oh, gosh, look at these Americans. But when you turn on your TV, all you see is chaos on that side. Okay? Put it together. Okay? Who are we to make ourselves better than the next person? We all bleed the same color. We all have plasma running through our bodies. We got eyeballs. We all have the same thing. Who are we? So we start being in that mode. We can start understanding our differences and become of collective conscious. And I'm going to fall back. <laughs> hey, that was a good fall back. That was a mic drop and everything. Um, what we really need, you know, for everyone to get awakened, we know we can't waken everyone, but one 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 person at a time. And, you know, just to hear, you know, just to, just to sit back and think, you know, they, you know, we all own something, you know, and it's, it's real because once you get that eye opening, that third eye opening, as we say, you know, that glass eye is opening. You see that, start seeing that light, you're coming out of the darkness. You see that everything is everything. And then you see the lie that's been told to us. And we move on from that. You know, you got to take in the bad or to have the good in life. You know what I'm saying? They always say, oh, you got to avoid the bad. No, you got to have the bad. You know, that's your balance, you know what I'm saying? You ain't going to learn nothing if you're always trying to be good at two shoes. You ain't going to learn shit. You've got to have the bag. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that, you know, most of us, we run away from the bag. You know, when we have issues and we're like, oh, I'm not going to worry, you know, it just get, I just got to get rid of it. When you have yourself in, you have that one love and that one unit going on, the universe is going to help you through it regardless. It's, gonna, it's always going to be trauma. And once you realize that you, every step, and, like, once you move forward, you're going to have a step back. It's how many steps you're going to take back, you know. And if you're not a self-awareness of what's around you, what's going on, like, yeah, I screwed up, I need to get this straight, and I need to do this, I need to do that, that's self-awareness. 
But when you say, I'm going to do this and do that and don't do it, that's not self-awareness. That's just giving, you know, that's just giving it away and no hope. But you think you have hope, but you don't have no hope at all. If you're just giving it out to some, you know, some man, you know, that that you go every day, every Sunday, and you pay money to, or you you know, or every Saturday, it don't matter what religion you're in, it's all demons or money time. And like that was saying is to to have your that is free energy. Definitely free energy. That's what they hide from us, is the free energy. You know, like we spoke in the last show in the open mic when Nikolai Tesla. Look him up, research Nikolai Tesla. You know, way before, you know, he talked to Albert Einstein in New York and how things went down. You know, it, it was tragedy, tragedy how they, they, they did that, man. But, you know, it's the truth. Because if you look at everything, everything that he did, Nikolai Tesla did, it's in our front of our face, stoplights. You know, everything that he did, antennas that we had, the rabbit antennas, all the stuff is corresponding with that. Our cell phones. When you look at your Wi-Fi thing, when you get your Wi-Fi on your cell phone, the Wi-Fi symbols, all of that corresponds to what Nikola Tesla, Tesla had, you know, his, to have free energy in your home. And, you know, if, like on the eastern coast right now, they're actually giving out this free program for solar energy, you know, where you can get solar panels in your house. They they are telling you that. Now they're giving us the free energy now. You know, they're giving us that, but we still have to pay it at a cost. You know, but it's, we need to wake up, wake up. You know, and and see the light. Mm-hmm. Really see what's going on. Yeah, that's all I want to add right now. All right. <laughs> Again, you're tuning into the original poetry after dark. This is kind of sad spoken word, and we have featured the Maya goddess, uh, moon goddess, and I hope you guys have enjoyed the information that we shared tonight. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. I have Talam AC. I can be killed for what I'm saying. Check this out. Naked body firmly in my hands, and I close my eyes tightly, and I slowly bring her hole closer to my lips, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I could be killed for what I'm thinking. It's beyond human. Experience. I could be killed for what I'm thinking, drinking cyanide in my dreams. It seems that I'm moving past my past, past elementary school days, past K to the 12th grade where everybody knew that Boogie Down Productions would always get paid in full like Rakim at least until black radio forgot him. Went rock bottom, fell 12 levels below Sodom, sold out where all the white national radio conglomerates got him. Strong like my old high school friend who used to wear three different leather suits a day and push the dime pieces in the jet black bins at least until he saw half his life end getting shot down on the roof of the projects now he just shoots up on the roof of the projects and yet even he has a longer life expectancy than me cause I could be killed for what I'm thinking and I let her whole sit completely on my tongue and I'm just dying for her to come I want her whole nine to just ejaculate straight through my mind. I want her to come so hard that she blows off my headpiece so that I might finally have peace in my head. But instead, I hear a 
million ancestors yell that I have no right to have no life. They tell me I am exactly what comes after the ones that survived the middle passage. They tell me I am directly descended from the ones who thought it was foolish to jump ship. The ones who mastered their masters, those angels, those gods who worked hellishly hard from can't see to can't see on the plantation, slaving for the very same Satan that they created. They grafted their own masters and every night, every night a million bodies blacker than cooks sit on the bottom of a crack pipe in the dark corner of the basement of a crack house when the moon signals midnight. Sing to me. They sing that I am the ungrateful realization of their dreams. They sing that I am their socio-technologically scored offspring. They sing since it took 400 years of misery to bring me here. My suicide is not an acceptable offering. They sing that I was expressly put on this planet to speak dynamite to granite. That I was intended to spit tears into microphones so that billions of disenfranchised black children might find their way back home. And I cry and I cry because I am ashamed that I could be killed for what I'm thinking. I want her to come so bad, but I manage her. Want her to come for me so bad, but I manage her. Want her to come for me so bad, but I manage to pull the gun off of my tongue. Turn my thoughts indivisibly in the direction of black youth. And behold, ejaculating out of my throat is the truth. Yeah. 
All right, all right, all right. And we're back up in the condo. Shout out to Tans. We appreciate the support you send to the Richmond Porch After Dark. Um, I want to talk about, we'll close out in a few, but before I do, I've got a couple things that I want to touch bases on. Um, again, the Mayan, M-A-Y-A-N, Moon Goddess, do your research. Check her out. Again, you will have to dig deep when dealing with the goddesses. That information will not be on the forefront. Um, luckily, I was able to visit that area to gain more information about it. I can tell you when I was there, the presence in that area was strong. Like, the vibrations were strong. And I took a whole lot of pictures. I was just snapping everything. And something I can fall back on just to patch up what I've seen there to what is in Egypt, because it's very similar. Um, they had pyramids as well as Egypt there. Egypt was not the only place that um, had these pyramids, and they all represent the same thing, which ties me into Zen. Zen is your tent. Your tent is your pyramid, because that's the same format, okay? So when we talk about Zen moments, that's the peak or the realization of the divine, which is within ourselves. So I'm going to speak about my Zen moment. So we talk about all the time how we have to face these um, lower vibrations. I don't want to call them negative or bad vibrations. I'm going to say lower vibrations. And when we do, we have to take that with open mind and, and deal accordingly opposed to running or trying to push it away because things tend to affect our body is like a sponge and vibrations become rhythm and rhythm can destroy you. If you look at how water is shaped, it can be, it can destroy it, you know, depending on your vibrations. So anyway, my Zen, I was faced with a lot of challenges um, and the past few, four, three or four days, and it's been bothersome. It really has, but I have kind of been pushing it. And then, you know, I said to myself, I said, you know what, this is a challenge. Okay, universe, this is a challenge. I'm going to smile through this. I'm going to deal with this, and I'm going to come out the better person at the end of the day. I had a couple of different challenges that came at me, and I took it, I dealt with it, and it made me feel good. I actually could smile in a lower vibration sense. Okay, so that's what's bringing your own self back into balance. When your perception of things becomes on a more deeper level opposed to um, taking things on the surface, we got to dig beyond that. Um, and the work that I have, I tell people all the time, we need to find the root cause of the situation, not just what's on the surface. It's a lot deeper than what our eyes interpret, guys. We have a lot of other senses that we have to, you know, work with to get the 100% meaning of what things is, if that makes sense. What do you think, Mr. V.A.? That's, that's facts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that's putting a lot of truth in on it. You know, a lot of us, we get blind by our moments, and, and we take it, and, and we let it hurt us. And instead of sitting there and dissecting it and just letting it go, not letting it go where you just totally forget about it like you do in original times, but when you have in touch with your spirituality, you know, once a problem comes across you, you sit there, you sit there, you analyze it, 
you relax on it, you meditate on it, you calm yourself down. It takes practice for us to do that. And once you get to that moment, it's, like you said, it's a joyful moment. You get to smile. You know, even though you still have that little bit of trouble that's bothering you, it's still there. You know, you know you're going to take care of it, but it's not bothering you. Like, it's like, oh, you know, you're stressing over, you're worrying about it. It actually makes you smile. And you know you you know it's going to be taken care of because the universe is going to work with you. You know, and that's that's all you need. And that would be totally that moment for everybody. You know, and my that moment is, you know, being out, you know, on the seas and, you know, visiting countries. And and getting a warm welcome from a person I never met in my life and never probably will ever see again in my lifetime, you know, on this ramp. And and to be embraced with love, respect, and, you know, not even the same color as they would say in the United States, not the same blood, nothing. We have nothing in common except for we on this vacation trip together. You know, we have to be seated at a table. But to have a, a pleasant conversation and learn that that person that sat across me that I thought had maybe, you know, anybody else would have probably thought that person was high up rich. But that person was the same type of person I was, saving money, doing this, doing that to survive in America. And once I, you know, I've been seeing that, but being away from the United States and really being in the worst one, it was really an eye awakening. And that's why I always tell people, please travel. Please go out and, you know, respect people. Even though they don't respect you, they will respect you later. You know, every, you, you'll be in the pit in that mind. They'll be like, damn, I remember when this person said that. Just remember, be kind. Be kind and love. Regardless of your haters. Haters, you're doing something good if you have a hater. That's, what my, that's my motto. As long as somebody hates me, I must be doing something damn good. Damn. <laughs> You know, to close out on what I want to say tonight, just have that one love and one unit for yourself. And once you get that self-love, everybody, everything else will fall in place and the universe will love you the same, regardless of the hatred. All right. Facts. All right, guys. I couldn't call for a better show. For real. So with that being said, um, again, don't forget to follow us on um, Facebook at the Original Court Chapter Dark Fan page. And also on Twitter, and those of y'all who are still over there, um, the underscore original PAD is how you follow us on Twitter. Keep up with the shows, be enlightened with the posts and the information that we share. Um, and again, thank you, listeners, on the line. We appreciate y'all for taking time to spend with us. Until the next time, one love, one unit, the angelic poetess, Mr. VA, and we're out. out.